I'm not going to make you repeat anything. This is a real podcast. You don't stage things. You were just telling me about your... <laughs> yep, um, see, here we go. started running. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think you, walking. like, you stage anything. It's just like you just... Yeah. You know. Well, I do think like when you come into the office, I, I've learned about these things I, that I'm happier with the pro- the end product if it starts in a natural place. Like if it doesn't start with, hello, everyone. Here's Megan and Drew. Megan, start reading. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, we've just, um, we as a people have embraced the spring mm-hmm. and have decided to start walking and jogging and mm-hmm. Breathe You're in running. The poison air. I'm running. I'm not running. I what don't I, know if I'm what running I do or jogging is, at this point. What I do is definitely run slash jog. <laughs> it's like a one, I got one speed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I wonder if my running is faster than my fast walk. It's got to be, right? It's I mean, to, remember it depends. at the track no, last it's not summer? Necessi- that's not necessarily the case. Like, I know. A lot of people, whenever they start to trot, right. they are actually slower, slower. Than that when they're power walking. Yeah. Because a, it's a more efficient way of traveling, honestly, once mm-hmm. you... Like a power walk is a pretty um, violent thing. It'll hurt your hips. <laughs> yeah, you can really mess <laughs> mess with stuff. If you ever watch like Olympic power walkers, mm-hmm. um, they, they look very, very unnatural. Mm-hmm. And I doubt many of them can walk. By yeah. the time they're forty, it's probably true. Yep. Um. So today is uh, you know, I guess if you're hearing this, then we decided to release it into the world. But Megan and I are sitting in my office. It's Easter week, Resurrection week, Risen week mm-hmm. at Risen Church, and uh, I'm not preaching a sermon this week. We're actually just gonna um celebrate together as a community with some worship, take communion. Um, and, uh, and so there isn't a message for us to read over, but we are kind of in the middle of a conversation, um, about what is next for Risen and, and what kinds of things we're going to do moving forward as the world reopens even more, um, post COVID-19. Um, and I think it's fair to say that along with, you know, COVID-19 is not the cause of most of what has happened in the church at large, I would say, over the past year. I think no, the church has changed. Accelerated. Yeah, <laughs> it was a, it was an accelerator. It was a catalyst, I think, for... And the same for Risen Church. And the same, yeah, we were part for of For us, um, personally, yeah. A lot of the things that happened were things that... Um, things that I, I think we saw coming. Mm-hmm. We just sort of thought they would take a little longer. Yeah. Um, to really so anyways yeah. what we're gonna do is uh megan and I that, are gonna talk. actually i feel like that might answer a lot of questions for some people like if some people have thought why are we not meeting or why would we yeah. get rid of the building and not meet again or yeah. you know like um well, yeah well let's talk about it i mean let, let's we we were um because a lot of churches are meeting again yeah most churches are back to meeting now right and and you know not with the churches are, uh, the people in those churches are not necessarily, I mean, statistically, right. they're not really totally yeah, yeah. back. Like right. even the most, most, um, 
this is not going to be a political conversation at all today, but just to say, but even the most conservative churches who have the highest like attendance rate after mm-hmm. this are still at 60, 70 percent. Yeah. So which has slowly gone up with people who are basically doing everything normally in life. They are at 60 percent of the yeah. people that they had at this time last year. Yeah. Um, so it is still pretty different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let, let's start with let's start with the building. I guess. Okay. Um, me and you. Mm-hmm. And whoever else is listening. <laughs> Do we want a place? Our own place again? Yeah. Not right now. I don't think we do. Is that because we haven't met? Or if we want our really? own place, it would not be the same kind of place. That's really important to say. What do you mean? For me, I think I, I don't think we would are looking for a place that we can host a weekly worship service. Yeah. Why not? From your perspective. Um, from my perspective. And I want to say again, again, between you and me, mm-hmm. if we don't want to release this, we won't release it. We need to have the conversation. Yeah. Either way. Well, but for you, why are we not looking for that? Um, hmm. I, I'm not exactly sure. Sh- I mean, I, I know why, but you could probably help more with the why, like as far as why we wouldn't be for other reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you, you could unpack it more for me, I guess. My feelings. <laughs> Our <laughs> you want me feelings. To unpack, your feelings. unpack my feelings. You want me to play therapist? For yeah. You? Um, I, never got my license. You know. The ugly truth of it, of it, like this isn't the real reason or the only reason, I guess I should say. But like, I don't know if this is going to be ugly. I'm wondering what you're going to say. Okay. You're going to call it ugly. Well, I w- it's just the honest, let's truthful. Let the, let's let the listener decide whether it's ugly. Reason is we don't want to do it every week. Yeah, that's not ugly. You don't think so? It's just true. It's true. Yeah. Well, listen. I mean, I mean that could be ugly. Often, Truth can be ugly sometimes. Yeah, but but how often have we even? I think to anybody who's ever been a part of a church, anybody who's had any kind of recurring commitment to a thing Mm -hmm. that you feel some kind of conviction to do. Um, There's always an, an element of it that kind of doesn't want to do it. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing that feels better than canceled plans. Yeah, definitely. And people who volunteer to serve in a, in any capacity in a church to, you know, do that week in week out for a long, mm-hmm. long period of time and many people their entire lives and then to have a year where they didn't, mm-hmm. the idea that they would just jump right back into it after that is... Those you know, are it's very a few crazy. people. Yeah, yeah. It's, very, like, it, it's not surprising to me that extremely conservative churches that have been meeting since July are still not up to even 80%. Yeah. Um, because I think we're dealing with something very yeah. interesting here that we're all discovering that we were doing a thing... Mm-hmm. That we didn't really like that much. Right. Or that we didn't really see. I think for me, it's. I didn't see. This could, again, I'm just going to. I'm just going to say what I'm thinking. Um, the value in it every week, to be honest. Yeah. Um, not only was it something that. 
a lot of weeks was a hassle to go to. Um, I also paired that with the fact that it was like, we didn't see anybody new. Not that it's just about new people, but we're, are we reaching anybody? Are the people that are coming, um, is it changing anything for them? Are we challenging them? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I guess is the, yeah. was the thing for me. Um, and it was every week. So it was just mundane. It was just like, okay, yeah. here we go again. We're going to do this again. Um, tr- trying to come up with something new, but at the same time, it was like, we got to do this every week. It can't stay new for long. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, right. so anyways, I, I think I, I would also like to add that I am not saying I never want to do them again. Services that we've, as we've known them. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, but sh- can I move forward in the conversation? Uh, yeah, or let me address you what you just said. You wanna, okay. let, me, let me address that and then please hold tightly to the thought that you're having right okay. now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Say it. Where, where are you going to go next? So I can remember. About monthly. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we go to that, I want to say, first of all, um, growth should matter. Yeah. Um, and, and really, if we're going to take our, um, the sort of great, the great commission aspect of what we're doing seriously, then growth among people who have never been a part of church or who aren't part of church mm-hmm. should matter a lot. Yeah. And the reality is that the only times we've ever seen any kind of spikes in growth or any attendance things, and this is true among basically all evangelical churches um it's mostly just people leaving one church and going to another right it's it's really kind of the the throes of the winds of capitalism a lot like Mm -hmm. the bigger churches seem to just keep getting bigger as smaller churches continue to shut down well bigger Um, churches are doing things better than smaller churches can do right that's how capitalism works like you get more resources you're able to do more for less and you know you you produce a better product as far as like for those who think of it that way and let's be honest just a lot of people are just basically consumers of this stuff right um so there is that part i would Mm -hmm. just say um the weekly thing just never really grows in that way um more importantly than that to me and that, that might sound surprising that there's something that's more important than that more importantly to me the thing that we did when we got together once a week Wait. very often didn't make sense to me because it mm. was mostly people sitting in the room quietly listening to me mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah in an hour and 10 minute service 45 minutes of it is listening quietly to drew talk or yeah someone else like going to a college like, class like a lecture kind yeah, of yeah it's thing. a lecture yeah. thing and and i get that from years past mm-hmm. from generations past if there was a time when that made sense, it was like, well, if you're going to hear somebody preach the gospel, that's really the best way to do it. You go to a, but we don't consume information like that in any other setting. Like the fact is we're getting together with our best friends on the planet, mm-hmm. our family. And when we get together, we all sit in these rows and we quietly listen to one person talk for most of the time that we're together. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been conflicted about that. Yeah, yeah. It's true. I've always thought, well, if I want to teach the Bible, Mm -hmm. I think that's something that I'm 
uniquely gifted to do. I think that's something that, you know, a way that I can really contribute to people's spiritual lives and really contribute to this community probably better than any other way I can contribute. Right. That's probably the best thing I can do for Risen Church is to help people explore the Bible and explore Jesus in ways that could challenge their faith and help them to become, to experience more of the life that I think God has for them. Right. Yeah. I think it, it just makes more sense that that would not happen when we're all together. Why not watch? Let me put it on a video. Yeah. <laughs> let me put it on a podcast. And then when we're together, we can talk about it. Yeah. Not sit silently with people that we only see once a week for 90 minutes. We're going to spend ha- over half of that quietly mm-hmm. listening to me talk. <laughs> yeah. Why not listen to me before or mm-hmm. after? Or maybe there's lots of people. Because then people would, would actually have to talk to each other, Drew. Or maybe <laughs> there's actually, there might even be a lot of people and I'm, this is one of the, I'm not, I'm not bragging about this. I'm just going to say that it's, I'm just going to say that it's 100% true at this point in my life. I don't care if there's people who are like, I don't really even care about the Bible teaching thing so much. I just want to do community with people. I just want to be a part of a, mm. of a life giving thing like that. Um, yeah. Well, you shouldn't have to be forced to swallow both things together. <laughs> like, mm. I, I don't think you should have to say in order to be part of this family, you also have to listen to me talk every time you show up. Yeah. There's just problems in that model for me. Gotcha. Um, and and there are plenty of churches that will continue to do it that way and continue to do it really, really well. Right. We have close friends and churches that we have a tremendous amount of respect for that are going to keep up with the same model that, that has been going. Yeah. Um, because there are millions of people who still want that. Right. I would just suggest that there are perhaps hundreds of million who don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's That's where I'm at. 15% of Christians, the last Barna studies, 15% of Christians, and I know these statistics drive you and cr- drive you crazy and you don't I do because I don't you don't care any about them, them. <laughs> but but here's where I say like there is a point where we have to say we have to care. Yeah. At least a little bit. 15% of Christians, people who call themselves devout Christians, say they um plan to return to weekly gatherings in a church mm-hmm. not 15 percent of, of humans if it were 15 percent of humans i would still say all right well 85 percent of people don't want this yeah but we're just talking about christians here hmm. we're talking about a nation of people That's who kind of crazy who largely consider themselves to be christians and most of them are saying that thing that happens every week i'm probably not going to go to it most of the time yeah that thing that happens on Sunday well, morning. I mean, that's, I'm probably yeah, not going we to do it most seeing, of the time. We weren't seeing that before, though. We weren't seeing... It's been on the decline since the 60s. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. mean, most people... And I would have been... In, I would have been included if I we weren't on staff, probably. <laughs> I've never been to a... I've, I've never in my adult life gone to a church and not been on staff. Not for very church. long. I don't even know when. Birmingham. I mean, our transition. You were on. We weren't on staff there. No. We we weren't on staff technically, but we were. We li- figured that we probably would be soon. Yeah. That's probably fair to say. I mean, we we lived with the associate pastor, or That's the true. associate pastor lived with us, and like we had meetings in our kitchen. Like it was. Yeah. Also, that was three months. <laughs> of our life so. I thought it was like six No it was literally three months Yeah Anyways 
July to November. That doesn't matter. But um, I was I was not even so saying like, what I was there was saying, that whole long period of time. I was no, I mean, no, I know that was the one. That time was the that one was time, possibly, and it was yeah. only like three months. So yeah, what you're saying is valid. Yeah. Um. What was I saying? Oh, people. You're not sure you like, would go. Yeah. I, well, right. <laughs> I would be along. I would be this statistic along with everyone else that we've seen. Like you don't see everyone every single week of the month. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why fair. we, we, we adopted. The, I adopted the phrase into my message a few like months back where I was like, you know, that thing that we do for 90 minutes once a week or let's be honest once a month. Right. Because. Right. Yeah. And statistics, the statistics that have gone down to 15%, mm-hmm. by the way, they were at 30% before COVID, um, mm, so like 30% yeah. of, well, I'm just saying like the number was 30% mm-hmm. before we were even having the conversation. Right. We were like 30% of Christians want to go to church and want to go to church means once every six weeks, yeah. 30% of people who call themselves Christians were going to church once every six weeks. Going in the building. Going in a building 10 times a year. Mm-hmm. Let me say it one more time, just so because I'm don't not, say any more statistics. One more time. One more time. <laughs> oh my word! Three out of every ten people who call themselves Christians mm-hmm. are going to church once every six weeks. Right. And that number basically fell in half during COVID and post COVID. Like we're we're talking post COVID now. Yeah. Um, people are people have returned to much of the behavior that they had before. Right. Um. And these statistics are also taking into account online attendance. They are hmm. even that. Okay. Um, so it's not oh. even a COVID fear thing. So it what is. do we do about that? Um, all right. Well, you said you wanted to take it into the next part of the conversation. Like, yeah. So let's not just propose all of the questions. The initial thing that I was getting at there is like, do we want a building? Do we right. really see a need for a building? And I would just say in a, in the season of time that we're in right now, mm-hmm. Just being trying, trying to be smart from a business perspective for us, for our community, the size that it is and any type of gathering that we may like to have, Mm -hmm. even if we had to rent a facility for single gatherings, makes a lot more sense to me than owning property or having some sort of lease that we would have access to 24 seven. I completely agree. I don't see any way that that cost is worthwhile. And I see so many businesses in general like businesses that have even more reason for brick and mortar they mm-hmm. have re- more reason for retail space and they're still opting for less retail space than ever like yeah. there's gonna be um and truthfully you know let's just say a couple of years we may actually be able to sweep in and you know gobble up some great retail space that yeah that becomes uh, obsolete right because right. of the the way that the economy and commerce is you know, I would almost, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> we might be able to go blo- buy ourselves a blockbuster video yeah, true. Um, in a few years for real cheap. But right now, I just think it's a really weird time to be yeah, looking for. definitely. And for me, I think if we are, if we do decide that we would like a space, a weekly space for whatever, then, I mean, let's look at a place that would say, yeah, you can book this spot every week for right. the next however many months and yeah if we have to pay rent that's fine or pay a fee right um but we don't have to do the maintenance on any of right. it we don't have to buy toilet paper it. we right. don't have to <laughs> right well we have we have a couple of options even like 
um, we I have a close friend who owns a restaurant with a really large space yeah. that they're closed one day a week. They also don't open until 11 or 12 on Sundays or something like that. And they yeah. said, you know, you can meet here. We have Uptown Alley mm-hmm. um, offering at this point. Uh, basically, we're doing Easter there for free. Yeah. I called them to ask how much. Right. And they said, well, for what? And I said, for, you know, uh, about 40 or 50 people probably gathering in that space upstairs once you're open. And we don't really, it doesn't need to be exclusive. And they said, yeah. well, we don't actually open upstairs. Um, yeah. It's just it's just there and the doors open at 10 a.m. So if yeah. you don't mind people bowling downstairs, I doubt they will. <laughs> Normally they don't much on Sunday mornings not at 10 a.m. Maybe people. a bowling league. But, but So they were just literally like, yeah. You can use it. And there, I, I suspect that there's a lot of places that would feel similarly. And this is literally like, this is a place with two massive TV screens behind us that we could put slides on if we wanted mm-hmm. to, a sound system built into the room that we have access to if we want to use it, right. indoor and outdoor seating for up to like five or 600 people upstairs. Right, right. Um, yeah. I think, well, and that's what I was going to say before. And their initial response was, sure. Sure. Just go for it. Yeah. For and free. if we decide... That we want to continue it like a monthly thing, then maybe there would be a price that we would have to rent. But yeah, yeah I can't imagine it would be more than renting a whatever. Yeah, something that we would have to build out and right. and uh, and make into basically what is already or have a lease there. on and yeah. yeah. So that leads me that just that I feel like. We were talking earlier today about all of this too. And when I went on my walk, it just kind of got me thinking about like, what do, what do I want for Risen? What do we want for Risen? You know, what's, what do we want it to look like in the, for the future? And I think, I think a once a month worship gathering is important to me still. Okay. Um, not every week. But I, I think having something where we can sing together and take communion together and whatever else we decide that may look like, not you preaching to us for 45 minutes and whatever. I mean, maybe some weeks you can share the message there and not online. I don't know. Whatever. We can figure all that out. But a a gathering, a spiritual and emotional gathering once a month. I th- I think. Well, those words are synonymous somewhat. In right. Some yeah. people may balk at the word emotional there. By you, by the way, oh. you're saying you're saying something that a lot of people don't like for you to say. Charismatics oh. don't like for you to call it emotional. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I I mean I think it's important though. We are. I still beings. yeah. I still think it's an important time, an important thing for us to be in touch with our emotions and and let the Holy Spirit speak to us in a way that maybe is different than we're used to um, once every once in a while. Yeah. There's something because that was so driven. Like that was the main goal for us growing up was it was supposed to be emotional. I guess that's why you don't want to call it that. I I see that now supposed to be, it was supposed to be spiritual and make you cry every single time. Like if that happened, then that was the win for that week. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying I want that every week. I'm just. You're saying you just want that once a month. Once a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want it once a month. No, I, I think you're, you're absolutely right in, in saying that there is, there is something to the idea of, I hate this word, but I don't know a better word for it. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and replace the word corporate with family. 
Okay. With family worship. Yeah. If we are a, a, a full That's why there's so many family, churches named so family, many family worship, worship centers, centers, right? Um, no, I, I, there is something to whole community worship. Yeah. Us getting together and, and declaring with one song um, and praying together. I mean, it's why yeah. it's why we started introducing into the message every week, as subtle as it is and as short of it as it is, to say, hey, but for 90 seconds... Mm. This entire community is going to pray about one thing together. There's something about the yeah. unity of that. There's something about the, the communion of that. Yeah. Um, so I I like the idea of the once a month, mm-hmm. let's do something big for everybody. Yeah. Some kind of blowout experience. Right. Um, in your mind, d- does it look like what we used to do every week? Are you suggesting that we do what we used to do every week, only let's just do it once a month? Or are you are you envisioning something that's totally different? That's just worship and communion and yeah, maybe a meal or like just hanging out. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's more of like what we're planning to do on Easter. Like, yeah, it's just worship. It's just we'll take actual communion together. We will pray together. We will laugh together. Like. And then we can eat and bowl together and we can, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can eat and bowl together. <laughs> that goes along with communion. <laughs> it's in the same uh, sentence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would say it looks exactly like what we were doing, but it is hard for me to see what else it could be at the same time. Is that fair? That makes sense. Yes, yes. Except, here's the, here's my pushback. Because the I can say I, I want needs... this, but I'm not the one who's doing any of it. Right, right. It is. <laughs> this is more you. <laughs> it like... is totally like, yeah. You know, Drew. In order to do this, though, we're gonna need to find somebody who could maybe play the guitar and sing some songs, and maybe also somebody who could do some sermonizing. Right. Um. I mean, I'll do my part. I'll do what I can, <laughs> but I'll print off the. I'll make the uh, things. Let me, <laughs> I'll use my cricket to make let some me things pretty. This. But let me address this because it's where we started this conversation. Yeah. Part of the reason we're recording this as a podcast and not just talking to each other is so that we'll have some kind of accountability to the type of conversation we're having. You said one of the problems you had with the weekly thing is that it doesn't grow. Right. That it doesn't accomplish the thing yeah, that yeah. it says it's meant to accomplish. Does a monthly version of it begin to um, accomplish that? Does it actually know. do that differently? I don't know if it does. Is it be? Did it not grow because it was happening too well, frequently? Well, I think, yes, I think so. I think because okay. people got, it became mundane for them. It became an every, That's, an every week thing that wasn't exciting and wasn't, um, worthwhile almost okay. like well, you know what I mean a, like well we could do this any week we can let me give a real world example to that uh, that mm-hmm. I think is really valid um pretty soon pretty shortly after um any bars were starting to have music again mm-hmm. uh there was one bar in particular that called me and basically said we're having a hard time finding anybody to fill any slots would you come and play outside mm-hmm. every time we got mm-hmm. and so it was like Friday and Saturday uh, all month long, mm-hmm. almost. So it was like I was playing the same place 
four or five times a month at least. Sometimes as many as six or seven times a month. Right. And nobody basically ever came to hear me sing. Mm -hmm. There were people that were still there. That's why they wanted entertainment and everything. Then they switched whenever they got more options and they basically said, we're going to give you one a month. Yeah. And whenever they switched me to one a month, every single time I've played there and I've played there once a month ever, ever since every single time more people have come back to see the next month. Right. Because it's something they put on their calendar and Mm -hmm. they say, yep, I'm going to make a point to go out that night. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think there is something to what you're saying that yeah. we're talking about something that actually goes in your calendar. Right. More so because because nobody put church in their calendar. No. Before. Right. It was just like, well, that happens every Sunday. We can't put we can't block every Sunday. Yeah, we'll forever. hit it when we can so when it's we really not an end inconvenience. Up basically blocking no Sundays ever. <laughs> right. Um, right. So I, th- I like the idea of saying, let's make it something that you put in your calendar. Because yeah. it's, a, you know, like we did April 4th and we said RSVP like. Yeah. Give yourself some accountability. Tell us you're going to be there. Yeah. And then be there. Right. Or, you know, do the best you can. Yeah. Like Also, I think that was something else that I was going to say was it has to be worthwhile. Like, because for me, if I'm going to block out a Sunday. Yep. Um, I don't want to just come for 20 minutes and like, because it's going to be a, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to get ready. We've been planning to go here. Um what all month okay that that's um, a good place to take the next part of the conversation yeah what needs to happen so what how and how what needs to happen in order for people to invite other people yeah what would you invite people to because sure it's easy to go to something that you've been going to and you're kind of used to and then it's like oh wait i have i should invite my friends to this wait okay yeah let's pause let's pause right here and say all right there's two things i think need addressed um that so what happens once a month yeah what is it that you would want to invite to what is it that that's actually that's not just a 20 minute thing because we and we also we certainly don't want to do an hour of singing songs right um who's going to invite somebody to that what's a church person even going to an unchurched person even going to do yeah um at that kind of experience so i think that's that's a great question so go ahead and 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 bookmark it for yourselves anybody that's listening and for you and me Mm mm-hmm Right here, we're going to split two different ways. We're going to talk about what happens once a month. We also need to talk about what happens the rest of our lives. Right. Um, does something still happen weekly mm-hmm. or or biweekly or daily? Mm-hmm. Do we have some real community? And I'm, I'm so sick personally of social media community. Mm-hmm. I know that it, it sucks that we have not continued to do like social media stuff very well um we didn't run ads for easter sunday we didn't post about it we did it's all been internal it's all been text it's Mm -hmm. all been like i know i have a list of people who have personally asked to be in on the information at some level or some way like um so those are the two directions so i don't know what your other i'm not quite clear on what the other direction well we're not just going to do a worship service 12 times a year and that's what risen church is oh right 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 um, yes so we need yeah <laughs> what is the other aspect what is the other right. element of, of who we are and what we're doing so yeah. which one of those things do you want to address first i feel well, like we've mostly been talking about the worship service yeah, so and let's I think, maybe stay in that vein oh you think so because see i was thinking well that's the part that i need to hear from you the most because as of right now i understand yeah but those are saying, details we can iron out i well, think what happens outside of that like 
is more important. Is more important. I believe it's more important too. For the record, I think yeah. what happens outside of that once a month thing. Right. I feel like we've spent the entire time talking about like let's switch from once a week to once well, a month. I think it's just been leading forward. up to and explaining everybody is gonna, why we would be switching from once a week to once a month. Yeah. But now it's like okay, so that's good. That's great. But that's not what but the church is. But that's not what, right. Yeah. Um also just to be honest, I feel like we've kind of known up to this point in the conversation all along. Like it's this is where we get roadblocked a lot is because we don't go past well, what do we do every week? Yeah. Usually the conversation that Megan and I have is about 32 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It gets and us to this there? point. Yeah, yeah. I feel, <laughs> I feel good again. And then we're like, all right, that's right. We do yeah. not feel like once a week um, everything that we used to do is something right. that we should be doing again. And we may change our... I, I just want to put it on the record too. We may change our minds at some point. We yeah. may say, okay, the world was in a weird place mm. and so we went weird. Yeah. And then it returned to the way that it was in 1965 whenever we decided to start having church the way that we've been yeah. having it since 1965. Um, I mean, lots of things are coming back around. <laughs> lots of stuff <laughs> is coming back. So um, I'm feathering my hair like Farah. Yeah. I think we got. <laughs> my mom sent me a picture this morning of me as like a, I don't know, I was probably two, maybe, maybe not quite. And I was on the bed and the headboard yeah. behind me was a brass headboard. Which we have, which I don't know if I'm in fashion, like I think so, whatever or not you want to call that right now. Trendy. So, I don't know if I'm trendy right brass now. Brass is so hot right now. But she had a brass headboard back when I was two, and I just yeah. thought that was really crazy. That is crazy. All right, stop Sorry. trying to derail this. Okay, okay? let's keep thirty-two going. minutes. We made it. I'm to trying this point hard. Again. Okay, now, I'll try hard to get past. What is risen <laughs> church? If it's not <laughs> once a month, what are we really inviting people into? Because I think growth. Yes, you want the event to grow. Stop doing it so much right? and start put, start making it something people have to put on their calendar mm-hmm. and, and say no to some things to come to, but you can't right. ask really people to say no to every, every Sunday morning Sunday. for the rest of their, every weekend for the rest of their life. I don't want to do weekend. that anymore. I don't want to do that either. Our kids are getting older. I mean, we have I, things going yeah. on. Like it also, yeah. it's also a remnant of a Monday to Friday, nine to five work week, which is like a, a, a an mm-hmm. decreasing at a rapid rate number mm-hmm. of the population that even live by yeah. the Monday to Friday, nine to five shift anymore. It's I, yeah. not even, I live on that. Like yeah. I mostly work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like that's <laughs> right. Right. Um, okay. So I think there needs to be a weekly thing that happens though. Something weekly yep. that everybody in person. Yeah, I think so. Online, online and in person. Yep. I think I think we've pretty kind of pretty much settled on like message messages will be online. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's I feel pretty that much just. I feel uh, very strongly. Yeah. That that's a good. I feel like my messages are more concise and yeah. better, and I can think through. I, I think they're more. It's easier to share yeah. and invite people to. Um, I think it is the yeah. best possible way. You can listen to it to whenever you want. Lo- yeah. If yeah. If you're gonna listen to a lecture. A one-sided conversation about something you want to learn something about something that's just the best way to do it as far right. as i'm concerned right that's I how agree. i would learn anything if anybody said in order to learn this skill in order to learn this you know whatever you have to come to this thing nine times out of ten i'm going to say i guess i'm not going to learn that thing yeah if i can't get a podcast for it or watch a youtube video or even like schedule a uh, zoom call with somebody right then 
I, you really don't want me to have this information, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, all right. We've um, settled that for, for the season that we're in. Yeah. Messages are going to happen online. Right. So, if messages are going to happen online, then what do we do when we get together, where we get together? Like, I mean, I know we don't know any of that, but what do we do? What would be the goal of getting together weekly? Uh, friendship. Mm-hmm. Communion. Mm-hmm. No, I'm asking you. I'm not. Well, I... Okay, I... In your eye, in your mind... Let me give it, let me pitch, okay? okay? I'm just gonna pitch something very, very tangible. And it's also very much related to my role to play, okay? So we're always dealing with like, when, when Drew is talking about like what, what, what can happen next mm-hmm. for Risen Church, Drew is talking about the ways that Drew would like to contribute to the next season of this and the ways that Drew thinks that that Drew could be most effective at his job. Okay. Can I say something real quick before you? Yeah, go ahead. I think we need to keep in mind that friendship, communion, whatever, if you're going to go down that road, people, if their friendships are not with people at Risen already, Mm -hmm. the current people that we have, are they really looking for friendship and communion inside of that? Or are they good with their friend base already? That's a good question. Because are we I, looking for people to make friends? It's a good question, but I'm not sure it's a question that you and I can answer whatsoever in the ways that we plan. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, I think what you're asking is essentially, you know, do we... Are we planning something liturgical that people could come and participate in? Mm -hmm. Or are we planning something relational Mm -hmm. where people come to connect with other people? Um, I would love for it to be both. Mm -hmm. But I think it's it's a really difficult balance to strike. Pretty much every church does one or the other. Yeah. Well, pretty much every church kind of leans one direction or the other. And I'm and I'm even roping into worship shows, mm-hmm. a liturgic. That's a liturgical experience, as far as I'm concerned. If you basically go to the thing, and you don't have any meaningful relationships or connections to people there, and you 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 watch or maybe sing along with a couple of songs, and then you hear someone talk, and then you leave, mm-hmm. and you do something with that, I would call that a basically liturgical experience. Yeah. Um. It's somewhat participatory, but it does not necessarily communion is the missing aspect for Mm -hmm. me. And as far as I'm concerned, the Bible, if we're going to use the New Testament as our guide for this, the Bible does not make much of a point of highlighting the ways that the early church liturgized together they didn't have worship shows Mm -hmm. and um you know big events Mm -hmm. they ate meals together right and they asked around the community how they could help with each and they they 
helped each other. Yeah. Like that's, that's the only model that we have really. Now it doesn't mean the other stuff is bad. It just means the other stuff is, you know, American creations, Western creations. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm on the side of leaning in the direction. I understand what you're asking. I just don't know how we can really plan for that. You would say, you know, we're basically going to build a community that says the, the main purpose of us getting together is so that you can be in relationship with other people who are on this journey with you that are mm-hmm. committed to being a part of the journey with you. If we do that, then we need to realize that a lot of people don't really want that. Right. And I would just say, yeah, I mean, it's, it's called knowing your market. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like anybody who said to me, yeah, I, I basically have all the friends that I want and I don't actually want a spiritual community. Mm-hmm. Then I would say, you know, maybe you would enjoy our monthly gatherings. Maybe you would enjoy our podcast and our and our video thing. But getting together with us on a weekly basis, the primary purpose of that is communion. And it sounds like you don't want it. Yeah. And that's fine. Okay. You don't have to have it. But I'm not going to I'm not going to try to design something that says a lot of people don't really want communion. So, you know, if you if you build it for that, like you're going to end up with something a lot of people don't want. Mm hmm. I would just say, well, if I don't build it for that, then what am I building it for? Right. Okay. Yeah. Does that- I agree. No, I agree. I I think. I just think um, being really clear about it is would be a, a kind of a refreshing thing. But what does that look like for you? Okay. Tangibly. This yeah. is what I was about to get into. I Just giving it skin and bones. Right. What I would foresee a, a regular experience with Risen Church would be something like this, would be to say, this is the time we're working with right now, so we'll just, you know, say mm-hmm. we're going to premiere mm-hmm. a uh, kind of video message, mm-hmm. maybe with a kid lesson, mm-hmm. probably with some kind of prayer. I mean, essentially the thing that we've been doing. And mm-hmm. then a conversation starter, like my message being a conversation mm-hmm. starter at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And as a part of that, somewhere in that video, maybe all over that video, we're going to say, hey, if you want to talk about today's message with someone, um, if you want to get together, we're going to be at Hardywood uh, Brewery. We're going to be at um, this Zoom site. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to be at whatever. And we could do multiple ones even throughout the week. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, tangibly, where we're at right now, I would say 10 a.m. online, roll over in bed, you know, listen, mm-hmm. maybe you just listen to the podcast and you're like, I don't really need to, to do the video thing on Sunday morning too. I'll, I'll catch the kid lesson on Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'll hear the, and I don't really care to, to participate and comment along. Like that's not valuable to me. That's perfectly fine. I think a lot right. of people probably feel that way at this point. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But that we would say by 10 AM on Sunday morning, everybody has had access to the message, the conversation that we're having as a church in a couple of different forms, mm-hmm. formats. Um, and so after that, we're going to schedule noon, one o'clock in the afternoon, four o'clock in the afternoon, something, you know, find yeah. a time that really works for people and say, we will all be here mm-hmm. if you want to, okay. if you want to come over and to discuss the to mess. let's discuss yeah. this. I, you know, I, I'd like to dive deeper into it. I'd also mm-hmm. just like to hug somebody, mm-hmm. you know, th- there's a big, I'd like Break to see bread prayer. together. I'd like to share a meal. Yeah. With somebody who's in the same place as me spiritually, who's mm-hmm. at least kind of at least wrestling with this stuff, at least mm-hmm. trying to figure out what what it could mean, um, what this changes. Mm-hmm. 
that's my okay that's my pitch i guess i was kind of leaning towards the same sort of thing i mean that's what i was pretty much thinking as well so that's kind of encouraging i guess yeah and i think it should be i think it should be easy to find i mean i think Mm -hmm. it should be like 4 p.m every sunday afternoon at the same place the same place most of the time yeah yeah yeah. unless Um, we switch it up to do something different every once in a while right right right. and I, i also think you know you could have we mentioned at one point doing a videotaping um day mm-hmm. to even say like you know we are open to the idea of taping the buffer zone and um the message in our home on Thursday nights and you're welcome to come to that like it would be kind mm-hmm. of fun to say on Thursday nights at a sort of an appointment based kind mm-hmm. of thing RSVP kind of thing we would know hey, these five or six people are actually going to come over. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the taping of it literally is, I mean, the buffer zone is literally eight minutes of you and me talking on the camera. And if we had a few of our friends in the room, it would kind of probably make it more fun, if I don't anything. Know. I feel like it would be awkward. but. Um, and the message is literally, like, the goal is mostly to be 15 to 20 minutes yeah, of a yeah. thought. And if I had some people in the room that I was talking to, which we did at the R building for a little bit, mm-hmm. I think it's a cool model. I yeah, think it's yeah. a cool, like, other thing. Gotcha. Um to sort of invite people into the process of things. Okay. And okay. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. But I do think that this, I do think that this model, this, this way of thinking of all of this stuff, if we boiled down, why did you ever do Sunday morning stuff to some oh. important questions about okay. it? Like if we said, what was the purpose of Sunday morning? What was, what were the goals? We would have answered with, probably four or five key things. Mm-hmm. This solution answers all of those as well, if not better. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We would say we get together on Sunday mornings like that because first and foremost, because we want more people to hear the gospel of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right? And to, to accept the invitation to a better life. We want there to be some kind of yeah. conversions or like people experiencing this for the first time and deciding that they want to be a part of it. Right. I think this does this bet does that better than inviting them to a cinder block box mm-hmm. on the side of the road in Powhatan. I, I think people are more likely to check out a video link you sent them than they are to come to that building yeah. and, and hear this. I think the community aspect, it's just a better solution. Like, wait a second, we were trying to build community and friendships, but mostly we just sat and listened to one guy talking to a microphone the whole time we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's a great solution for that. Yeah. I think when we're together, we should just be together. Yeah. Like, yeah the community should be talking more be than talking. the one person. I completely agree. Um, Two thoughts okay. real quick. Um, one would be, I feel like we also want whatever this weekly thing looks like um, to be able to happen without us there. Yeah. Um, that it's not based and driven off from us. Like, right. It's a it's a conversation between everyone. I'd say. I, I mean, obviously, I think having a mediator or whatever you want to call right. it um, is probably important. Like someone who can direct the yeah. conversation a little bit. Um, if it's even a conversation, as much as right. it's because if if forty people show up, it's not like we're all gathering around and having one conversation. Right. 
you're, you're Which, splintering off and being yeah and we might i mean if if we get to where it's growing again and people are well you'd want to have more than one right you'd want to have more than one yeah. yeah um secondly do you think if we are if we're a group of let's just say i mean i feel like 20 is not an unrealistic number to start out yeah um a group of 20 and we're meeting at Hardywood. I know it's just an example, but something like that. Let's say our home. Let's just well, say that. No, I, I want to use Hardywood exa- for okay, my example. Okay. Um, do you think people are likely to engage and actually talk in a public area? Or do you think it needs to be more? Because uptown, we've got the public coming in. We've got, in my mind, I've already secured uptown as like our monthly location. I just think it's going to be perfect. Yeah. We'll see how it ends up being but anyways um guys you will have to pry it from her cold dead hands you will it's at gonna, this point at this <laughs> if it's terrible she will never I won't she will it. never leave it she'll just be like nope i decided it and it is decided the decider has I just decided think we don't have to anyways uh, that's not for this conversation <laughs> that that's the public that is public normally that's our our private whatever you want to call it like yeah time as a church that you invite people in which I, this just is for the record it will be mostly private I mean, it will be 10 a.m i know at the bowling alley but it's going to be morning. easy to invite people yeah. and people already be there somewhat you know not a lot of people but there might be a few stragglers in and out whatever um not many people i know that but that is more of like it's not closed off to the public right um i guess is what i'm saying so being somewhere else for this this conversation that we're going to be having this weekly discussion or whatever of if somebody has questions about their faith or questions about whatever is a public location the best spot i have my answer i'm just asking your i'm asking your opinion you are you are speaking as as one half of i would i would almost say maybe one half of the population you're probably you're probably the minority, yeah. Because you've never been a a a bar person, a coffee shop person. Like you've never really had a community of people that you met outside of a home. I'm not saying so I would be comfortable half. in a home, though. Okay, well that's that's fair. Yeah, I I I think part of what we're what we're getting at here is that the old model of church was attractional. To people who don't really like to talk about their faith or think about it too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some of it really yeah. might boil down to like, I like that thing where some guy or maybe girl, but probably not. Um, <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, where some guy tells me how to think about God and then I don't really have to think about God. Right. Um, tells me what I should tell my kids and then I don't really have to decide yeah. what to tell my kids. Right. Um, no, I yeah. I've had conversations with my parents even somewhat recently about some of the things that I'm like, "Do you guys remember teaching me?" And they're like, "We didn't teach you that." And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Oh, okay." So th- it was just the church. Mm-hmm. It's just like sort of outsourced. And my parents taught right. me so many. It was it was almost like my parents taught me this beautiful, wonderful picture of God and Jesus, and the church was teaching some other mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But a lot of my formation, spiritual formation, was being sort of outsourced to the church. Yeah. Um, and I think that's. That's something we're kind of getting at. And we also realize like we're we're talking about putting something in front of people that 
a lot of them might reject a mm -hmm. lot of people. But if you don't put something in front of people that a lot of people might reject, then you're also not putting something in front of people that's going to be valuable to anyone. Yeah. Like basically if it's not unlikable to anyone, then it's probably not very lovable to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. something to that, right? There's something right, right. to being niche, having your tribe, mm -hmm. knowing your people. There's something to saying, well, if you don't want to do your own spiritual formation with your own children and you'd really rather give that to somebody else, this probably isn't the community for you, at least not for that part. Yeah. You may want to find somewhere else to go on Sunday mornings and then you can right. maybe meet us at Artie Wood if you want to or meet right. us at our home if you want to or check out our video later. Like yeah. you, you may, if you, if you don't really ever want to have a deeper conversation about spiritual matters and some of the things, like then... You probably shouldn't come to these events. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't want to communally like laugh and cry and pray and and look someone in the eye while you while you work out your faith and you, you work out your salvation with fear and trembling in a community of other people, if that's not if that's not your dig, mm -hmm. then I'm not sure risen church is your dig. And I think that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah good news for you i have lots of churches i would recommend you to right and say you know anybody that would say i don't want to talk to i just want you to tell me what to think and then i'd like to go to applebee's yeah um hm. i don't want to be dismissive of that I, I still think it's beautiful there's a part of me that's still kind of i just don't think that's what we're supposed to be doing i don't think we're supposed to be participating in the thing that's already being done very well by most contemporary mm -hmm. evangelical churches. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I have a few red flags about some things. Not red flags, but just ear no earmarks. Earmarks. Well, earmarks. So you want to throw them up? Well, I don't know. It doesn't matter how long this podcast goes, by the way. Anybody that wants to um, hear it will want to hear everything about it. And anybody that doesn't Well, my earmarks listen. are... <laughs> I, I mean, just space. I was just kind of thinking about spaces and what, I mean, my first thought is like, could we find a meeting room kind of thing? But then, you know, anyways, that's kind of a decision for later. Like we can, well, not too much later, but we do need to. That's a detail. A detail. Yeah. My earmark, I guess, is what do we do with families like us? <laughs> yeah. Who are going to show up with three children. Because... To be honest, a weekly gathering like that sounds great. I'm not going to bring my three kids to that to discuss with everyone. Yeah. Here's. Uh, I wish. I mean, I would love to be a part, but if you're a part, then I can't be a part. Right. Right. So let me. I, I want to address, and you've heard me say this, but I'll, let's go ahead and put it on the record too. Um. I'm going to address this in a way that sounds a little bit, I don't want it to sound cold because it's not cold. I just want to address it in a way that is, is as honest as possible. The church at large, the American evangelical church that we've been a part of and participated has targeted that group. The, the word that they use, I just go ahead and let you in on every church staff meeting I've ever been a part of for 25 years. Let's target young families. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's make our thing about young families, millennials with kids, pretty mm -hmm. much has been the target of the church. 
as a result of their targeting the church, because nobody likes to be targeted, nobody likes getting ads on Facebook for the thing that you were just talking about to somebody and realize they're right. listening. As a result of that, uh, the millennial population church membership has just dipped down to 36%, which is the lowest that it's ever been uh, in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, this generation is about to be the least church generation in American history. Right. Um, and the generation after will be even worse. So right. as a result of us targeting and saying, let's make things that they'll love. Um, let's let's make I'm everything de- designed for. Let me just. Okay. Let me express this. Designed for that mm-hmm. um, has resulted in it not really panning out. Mm-hmm. That's one side of it. It's not even the very important side. I just think it's, you know, it should be said. The other side of it, though, I would just say. The stage of life that you and I are in right now is the main target of pretty much every church, um, every contemporary church. They're targeting people like you and me, young families with kids. That's their main goal mm-hmm. is to grow in that. Would you agree with that? Would you say that's what Ark said to do? That's what oh, I mean, that's what every. Yeah, church sure. I'll about? agree with you. Okay. I have so some a, other things to say about it. So, but, um. so on the A side of it, I would say, okay, if you want to be pandered to and and have an experience that's for you like that, every other church is doing that. Okay. B, B, and this is the more important side. It is incredibly difficult for you and I to do anything in life right now with a two-year-old, a five-year-old, and an eight-year-old. Church is not the only thing that it's very difficult for us to do. If we want to go out and eat dinner tonight at a restaurant, we have to really think about whether we want to go through the difficulties of that. Mm-hmm. We are in a stage of life that most people are not in. It is the main target of the church in America at large, and it is actually a fairly small fraction of the population. People who have young children living in their home right now. Um, and I, I mean, if that's what we don't want to, to, if we don't want to attract, that's fine. I'm just, no, I'm not saying that we don't want to attract it. I'm saying, I'm saying it's, but we're not going to, I'm saying it's a really strange thing to target, to say what we're going to do is create an experience that people who have two year olds living in their home will really really love and it won't be uncomfortable for them at all and they won't even have to worry about the fact that they have a two-year-old living in their home is like that's not a thing that the movie theater does that's not a thing that a restaurant does that's not a thing that anything else in our society does and and people just have to decide like while we have two-year-olds in our home we just have to decide what's what's worth it to us well yeah but drew you either if you're going to the movies you either you get a sitter you get a sitter or you don't go yeah and that's true. And I don't I don't want that so to be So either we have a sitter available or they yeah. get a sitter themselves. Well, I would hope that but the people, church But people I'm not going to do, do that either. Like I'm not going to get a sitter so that I can go Yeah. If I'm going to get a babysitter, it's cuz I want to go on a date with you. Yeah. You're going to save that for Yeah, because people aren't going to pay the highest priority things right. in your life. And I don't want to suggest that I, I don't want you to. I feel like you're. I'm getting. I'm getting. I know you're, you're throwing it at me because I know we're on. We're not even necessarily on opposite sides of the spectrum here. I'm just saying from this from the standpoint of what we can actually do with it. You're you're talking about something that we really you can't win. 
that fight. Because you no. could spend all Either, of your resources and like all of your energy. I feel like we have two choices with it. Pandering to, and I, I, I'm sorry for that word. That's not, that's a, that isn't an unfair word. We could spend a tremendous amount because, I mean, by and large, the mostly the model of contemporary churches is we're going to create a thing where you can send your kids to another room so that we can talk about God in this room. Like that is the whole because you thing. can't have a conversation with because kids in the room. Because you can't have a conversation with kids in the room. It, it, and I actually agree with that. I'm actually I know, saying, I know. I know, I have three of them. We are, you know, we don't even know what our children are doing right now. No. In order for you and me to sit down and have a conversation, we have to plan for that <laughs> somehow. Put what on the I'm TV saying, and hope for the best. What I'm saying <laughs> is for the church to have to build into its model an answer for that thing that really only applies to a, a very small fraction of people for a very small fraction of their lives, and many of them aren't going to do it anyways. You keep taking it personally. It's not personal. They're but not it's, going I don't to do agree it with, No, I don't take it personal. I don't agree with it. It's not a small fraction of people for a small fraction of time in their lives. That number is consistent. It's got to always stay the same if you're attracting new people. Sure, if we never had anybody else new come, then it would only be for a short season. But we're always, if we're inviting people, we're always inviting people that have children. Possibly, yeah. Well, I I don't want there to unless have to be we some say sort of, yeah, this is not a child right, friendly activity. But that is a, that is the kind of thing that you're, yeah. Either way you slice it, it's it's got to be ridiculous. I can't invite any of my friends. You would have to put an to, asterisk beside to it and this say weekly gathering. The only question because I'm all of my to friends ask, have kids. Right. The only question I'm trying to ask is Megan, what can you invite them to that they don't have to get a babysitter for? Is there anything that you? Yeah, can that's invite what I'm saying. I think we have two choices. Provide a babysitter. You provide a babysitter, or you provide something separate that we can do with our children. Which is another thing to add on to the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Then but you, I think those are your two. Yeah. You I mean, split your church like we've that. pretty much. Uh, but that but you under <laughs> landed at two. OK, I'm just want I just want one more time to try to articulate. It's not personal. I feel like it becomes personal for you. But you I feel like we just arrived at the thing that I'm trying to get us to arrive at. We're, so, we're talking about creating something that is impossible to create. We're talking about saying you need to create something that I can invite my friends to. Well, what can you invite your friends to that, you, that they don't have to think about childcare at all? Well, like, well, nothing. There's not a thing like that. We always have to think about our kids. We have kids. Um, right. Th so the question becomes, is that the church's thing to solve? Like, do we write that into... And you and I both know that the second that we write it into our... it it becomes immediately the most difficult and the most important thing front and center in every conversation we ever have is like, well, what are we going to do with the kids? <laughs> because we have kids. Well, we have kids. Yeah. Yeah. But it becomes the, I don't know. It takes everything else out. And I also, I, I will say that. Yeah. So maybe it shuts down right there. Maybe it just says, you got to have childcare or you can't have church. I mean, I think it's somehow it existed. Somehow church existed without childcare for approximately 1,975 okay, years. Okay, well, we don't know that. <laughs> but 
we those are this kind of statistics statistics that i can that yeah, yeah. That like you don't real. know that that's not real statistics okay. you're right um i think it's i i'm not saying it's the church's responsibility to provide child care but i do think that if you are going to have an event have a weekly gathering that you want to look a certain way and you're not saying kids are not invited, then you have to have a plan for that because it's not going to go the way you're thinking. It's not going to look like what we would envision if there are children in the room, if our, if it's just our three children, Mm -hmm. it's not going to look like what we want it to look like if there are kids in the room. So do you have a, as much as I love my kids, they're two, five, and seven, and that's not fair to them either. The seven-year-old is almost eight, by the way, for any listener who's paying really close attention. It's like, one of them is wrong. I just called her eight. Oh. She'll be eight in like three weeks. So I'm correct, and you're wrong. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's not fair to them either to say we're going to go sit here I totally or we'll go agree. to this place, and you have to sit here. And not talk. I totally agree. I really do. I, I'm not for a second suggesting that we... The only thing I'm trying to caution against is shutting down the entire conversation until we figure out what we can do with kids. The only thing I'm suggesting is we can really only tackle one thing at a time. And we're, we're really trying to crack the impossible puzzle there when we start talking about like well how can you get people who have two-year-old children together so that they can talk and really enjoy each other's company and not worry about the fact that they have two-year-old children i'm just saying that is such a it's like a it's like one of those escher paintings Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's it's a maze into unto itself that just you can't do that and so I'm not saying we don't need to solve that I'm not saying we don't need some kind of solution for that I'm not saying that even even if it's internally that we're like hey okay we have this many people planning to come this week and it's like it's like 15 adults and 22 children hey why don't we meet at the trampoline park this week then or why don't we meet at a playground this week then or why don't we go play wiffle ball and, and have conversations out in a, in a field, you know, find a softball field and do that instead uh, this week if it's mostly kids. Um, but that's more of an intern. I'm, I'm just suggesting that trying to solve it from the from the you, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, though? yeah. Like trying to solve it as like we need to make it. A problem free kind of experience for people who have young children in their homes and that has to be answered before we answer any other questions. No, I don't think so. I think you need to start it. I think you need to, but that's exactly what it's going to be. You are going to have to start it. I'm not going to be there, which is fine, but you're also going to have families in our church that aren't going to be there. And I think, and they would, if we had childcare, if we're like, yeah, I think so. You'd come. And I think that's what we're going to have to figure out, though. I think we need to figure out a way that we, because I think it's important enough. I think 
what we what we want to see happen and what and the conversations that we want to have with people i think it's important enough to have to figure out what we're going to do with to make it happen for everyone if they want to be there if there are families that want to be a part of this conversation and want to be a part of risen and they have kids they shouldn't be made felt like Oh, well, I'm not really welcome because I have kids. Yeah. Because there's nothing for my kids to do. Because otherwise we're just doing to the families what we felt like we've done to the single people or couples without kids all along. We're just flip-flopping it. Yeah. And maybe that's a big part. And of, if maybe we that's a big part of my <laughs> If we didn't have kids, maybe it wouldn't be so hard. To flip flop that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, I I will say I will say it's somewhat in my nature to sort of err as far as possible on the other side of history, right? (laughs) To just say what I what I was saying earlier was like it's been the target. I mean, it's basically like if you're if you're single or you don't have children or you're not even if you're not married, then everything in the church is just like, well, sure, you could come too. Um. Mostly this stuff is is primarily aimed at like young families with kids. Yeah. I'm just erring on the other side and saying, well, actually, there's a whole lot. Of, I mean, I even if we boil down <laughs> this, st- even if we boil down the stats of risen, we would discover well, the number of the number of people in our church that are represented by like a family as young with young kids is is still a pretty small number for that to be this much of the conversation. Right. So saying meeting at a trampoline park would be. Would be kind of crazy. Yes. Because it's like mostly this is not a problem for, for most of the people. This isn't something that needs to be solved by most of the community. And that's why I'm almost like internally, what if we... And what we had before was a good model. That There is something beautiful to saying, hey, can people, um, either those with kids or those without kids, like would you would be willing to volunteer one time a month to be in charge of the kids mm-hmm. so that the rest of us can have this conversation? Like, I think that's a cool and you know very communal wonderful way of solving that problem um but on the other hand i just i don't know i just always i feel very not by you because it's it's an impossible puzzle to solve i always feel so shut down by that i yeah i just feel like you can't do you can't do the thing that you really feel like you want to do until you figure out how to make it great for people with two-year-olds and i'm like i have a two-year-old nothing's great actually he's not even two and you called him two you were wrong about him i was he's he's further from two than she is from eight (laughs) it's true i'm i'm saying we have this and we know how incredibly difficult it is to plan anything even if so, if somebody said to you, come to this event, there's childcare prover- provided right now, you'd be like, wait a second, what do you mean by childcare? Because I don't, I don't just do that right now. The world is different than it was a couple of years ago, and I'm not sure I'm sending my kids yeah. into a place with childcare. I'm just, yeah, part of what I'm saying is like, it's being, the conversation's being stalled or shut down again by, yeah, Drew, but you can't do that until you solve the impossible to solve puzzle. <laughs> Yep, so here we are once again. <laughs> well, I I think you're right in what you said a few minutes ago of we need to proceed and and see where it all lands. 
and we need to sort of plan our first couple of, you know, non-liturgical gatherings um, in places where kids can run free and and honestly where we probably aren't going to have any of these types of conversations if we're really honest well, we're not going to have yeah. conversations for the I'm not even sure we should be having spiritual conversations for the first three or four months of us being back together I think we should just be looking at each other in the eyes I think we should just be laughing I think we should just be together and let the the, the other aspects of this I, I think we should just start the practice of seeing the face of Jesus in the face of other human beings. Like he told us to in Matthew 25 again, I think we should just get back into the habit of that. Yeah. First. Um, and then yeah. start to let the, you know, see where we're at mm -hmm. and see if the, if the impossible to solve puzzle even presents itself. Or if we start to see like, oh, this is actually a little more manageable than we thought, or this is actually not working at all. <laughs> what do you think? Hmm. Did we land anywhere that we weren't at an hour ago? Yeah, I, yes, definitely. I think we Once have... a month, worship, liturgy, communion. Yeah, and I think... Once a week. I mean, I think we need to announce this Sunday, Easter Sunday, we're starting, we're meeting again. We're, yeah. it doesn't look the same. It's not, you know, yeah. we need to iron out where first. Um, no. We've got two days, three days. No, um, it's not, but it's not that big of a deal. But it's not that big of a deal. It's not. No, not it this, especially not week. this first there's one. No, there's no reason it or couldn't change one. every week. Yeah. I, I see the advantage of like eventually getting to the point where you're like every week we're here. Right. But that doesn't have to happen yet. No. We're talking about 30, 40, 50 people at the most, and we literally text all of them. So yeah. texting all of them, nope, not here this week, there, is just not that hard. Yeah. Um, well, and we can tell everyone on... On the video. The video yeah. on Sunday. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like we need to start that, though. April next, 11th. Yeah. Yeah. I see no reason we wouldn't. Yeah. If it's five people, it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, I was, yeah, I wasn't thinking about that. I was yeah, just, the, yeah. The idea is, and honestly, it might be sometimes. And that's another, that's another part I of think like it's the, very weekly, realistic, the yeah. weekly thing that costs so much money and, you know, so much time and energy and effort. And then half the time you only have, you know, 30% of your community showing up for it. Like I say, well, the, let's let the weekly thing be something that if 30% of the community showed up for it, it would still be incredibly valuable. Right. To those 30% of the people. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I agree. All right. So that's where we, where we land. Let me just get the tangibles on the, on the record. First Sunday of the month, we're doing a worship community. You think first? Well, I don't know. This I'm almost thinking, yeah, I'm almost thinking we move it to the last Sunday. <laughs> okay. I mean, it just seems kind of arbitrary, but. I have thoughts behind it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's more personal reasons, but. You've heard it here. <laughs> if, it's, if it's arbitrary. It is. It doesn't matter. Then it's I just think memorable. Let's just keep it memorable. I think um, the last Sunday of every month. Um. 
so we, we say that um so we're not do we do the last sunday of april or mm-hmm. do we yeah because this is a special easter sunday okay fair enough um so that that's the that's the kind of formula that we're suggesting once a month mm-hmm. let's get together and worship um once a week let's engage in a conversation either through the podcast or the video and then you know making some kind of effort to maybe there should be a digital and a an in-person especially for the next couple of months while we're still rolling out vaccines and still waiting for you know some kind of next a next phases from the government like a, a digital meeting like oh, which okay. would be a little more uniform that yeah. that's a little more of like a, a zoom call right that says we hop on here and we're literally here's our five questions to kind of talk through and if you want to yeah you want to you know participate in that but you're not really ready to be mm-hmm. in in person with people this is a way to do it yeah. and also for our our um out of town yeah. community yeah um yeah i like that and uh and that's all mm-hmm. that's all we're doing for now we at are least. Uh, we are as of next well next week we're actually partnering with united church to oh yeah feed a bunch of hungry families yeah i guess that'll be our ni- uh, our <laughs> get together next week which no, is fine. Of. It's on a Saturday. Oh, it is? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, but it is uh, something that we can kind of invite people to. And But anyway, you know, the other parts of what we do as a community, we'll be pulling our resources to feed hungry people and mm-hmm. um, and to meet needs in our community in, in ways that, uh, that they would not be met if we didn't exist. Yeah. But. Um, Definitely. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for getting heated on microphone, Ooh. too, with me. <laughs> I'm glad I think that's the first time. If anybody hears this, if anybody actually <laughs> goes listening for an hour and seventeen minutes, you're gonna hear some real heat. But also, you're gonna you're gonna see the process, how this really plays out for us. And and I think it's important for anybody who really wants to know, and anybody's got a real strong opinion about what we do. Um, I, I think it's important that they hear that, like, we don't do anything as a way of saying, like, screw the old, in with the new, mm-hmm. or you know screw the new let's hold on to the old like we're really trying to say we're really trying to figure out what actually makes sense and what actually accomplishes the things that we say we exist to accomplish Mm -hmm. and the truth is some of the ways that we used to do things they just don't accomplish the thing that we say that they're supposed to not as well as new ways could and that's why